welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys joining us again. But if it is your first time, we're glad to have you and you're in for a really special treat today. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege of meeting a new friend. And um, partway through our discussion, I was like, oh my goodness, this lady is amazing and she needs to be on the podcast. So you guys are really in for a treat today. This is a woman who is, um, in my opinion, kind of quietly behind the scenes changing her world. And I love that I was so inspired from um, her story and have been thinking about her for a few weeks since we talked last, and I am just so excited for you guys to have a chance to meet her. So today, I want to welcome to the podcast, Shayla Williams. Shayla, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, thanks. Yeah, so you live in Canada, and you have a passion for music, and I think that's maybe where this story started. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I've... Uh... Oh gosh, I've been playing piano since I was about three years old. My dad is my teacher. He did not really give, I've got four siblings. None of us really had a choice. We had to learn piano. And uh, <laughs> I was the one that uh, he kind of made stick with it. My siblings all have other passions and I was the one that showed the most passion for piano and I kicked and screamed the whole way. And now I'm very thankful that he made me push through and, and kind of forced me to stick with piano because it's definitely been a game changer for my life. That's awesome. I think there's a lot of parents, including my own mama, who was really passionate about, about having their children learn a musical instrument because yeah. there's so many benefits that come from learning an instrument. It's not just actually mastering an instrument. There's so many life lessons that can come from, from that skill and that practice every day. And yeah. I think you weren't the only one kicking and screaming all the way through the process. I mean, you know, it's funny because one of the things I ask the most frequent thing we get from parents is my child's not practicing and I'll always go, okay, but I, do they enjoy their lesson? Well, they love coming, but they never practice. I'm like, okay. I literally threw my dad's books across the room in anger and protest. Like if your kid's not doing that and they're not literally kicking and screaming, you're doing good. <laughs> like, no. I love that you see that as a win because a lot of moms would be like, that's not a win. They're still not practicing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and that's what I tell them, like, if I turn out okay and I got to where I am, like, don't worry. Don't make it a negative thing. Make it a positive thing. If they're still enjoying their lesson, 
that's all that matters. Oh, I wish I had you as a teacher. I might, I may have played more piano because I had a teacher that was completely the opposite. It was like drill sergeant. You will practice. You have to practice. And if you don't practice this many minutes, you're a failure or whatever it was. And oh, I, I just started hating the piano because that wasn't fun. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm definitely more strict than more advanced students. My students were there like, okay, you're in it to like, you're committed to this. Now you need, there's no excuse. But for my better students, I'm like, hey, you know what? You're seven, you're eight. Like, I've got kids who are three and four years old. I'm like, if you're at the piano a couple of days a week for two minutes, awesome. That's something. Go for it. So absolutely. I love that. I love that you recognize too that their age and their ability levels also factor into it. So exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. Is the piano the only instrument you play? Uh no, I play the guitar. Um, and then I picked up the ukulele last year with the start of COVID, actually. I, uh, I saw something on a ukulele and I was like, man, I've always wanted to learn the ukulele. And so my husband went and got me a ukulele and he was like, happy birthday. I was like, cool, awesome. So I picked, yeah. But ukulele and guitar have similar um, techniques. So not completely, but enough that it was easier to, to learn both. And then I've always sang in choirs and things like that. So, yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. That's awesome. Um, I have a child who can just pick up all kinds of instruments really quickly, string instruments, because there's yeah. some similarities and she does really great with that. But I did not get that skill. I can barely pluck on the piano still. That's my, <laughs> that's it. But okay. So as you um, progress through your lessons with your dad and uh, graduated from high school, you had like everybody else some decisions to make like where do I want to go what do I want to be what do I want to do and gosh I don't know it's a hard, a lot of people either like totally know or they totally don't know but you yeah. had an idea I think is that right what do you want I to did do? yeah I uh, when I was about 14 I had a friend who wanted to learn how to play piano and so I just kind of like was like oh for fun kind of showing her some things my dad used to teach as well and so I remember I actually I will always remember this because I feel like this was what sparked it I got into a huge power struggle with my dad we we are so similar in so many ways and so I remember having this power struggle we got into a big fight because my dad was trying to just help me and to show me how to teach my friend in a way that would make sense and of course I was like 14 no I know what I'm doing I could do it myself and so we had this big blow up. And then of course you have this moment of, oh shoot, dad probably knows what he's talking about, but how do I like go to him and ask him for help? And so I remember just being all like grumpy about it, but all like, you know, that, that you have to be humble, but at the same time, you're really bitter that you had to be humble about it. <laughs> so, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, what would you, what were you going to tell me? And all the total sass and attitude and to my dad's credit, he totally like, did not react. And he was like, okay, well, show me what you've done. And I was like, well, I've done this. My dad was like, okay, well, here's some other things you could try. And here's some ways of how I suggest you teach. And I remember in my head being like, oh shoot, that sounds amazing. But of course you can't let <laughs> that he knows what he's talking about, right? Cause heaven forbid, he knows that he's right. And so I remember I took that. So I, went, I was like, okay, well, we'll see what I do. And of course I did everything he told me to do. <laughs> And so I taught my friend and uh, kind of gave her some pointers and we did some lessons and stuff like that. And then my dad came to me and said, okay, if you want to do this, you are going to teach this summer for free. 
you are going to um, take on some like students that front week he said we're going to talk to people at church who've got kids who are young kids and don't know piano and you're going to offer free piano lessons for the summer and you're going to teach and i'm going to sit in and help you and like okay like who does this we meant to teach for free that's not fair but whatever okay so i taught for free that summer and i had a couple of students and my dad of course i made so many mistakes but my dad said it's free so it doesn't matter if you make mistakes because right anything and so my dad gave me lots of pointers lots of tips lots of like kind of um things to do things not to do and whatnot and then that summer I started that September I had a couple students for myself that started teaching and I kind of taught a little bit through high school and then when I graduated I I knew I liked teaching but I wasn't sure if I was actually going to do it or or you know what I was going to do and so I took a year off and uh and you know, went, went away for bait, lived with my grandparents in a small, small town in Southern Canada and uh, um, kind of did that, kept plucking my piano. And I still wasn't hundred percent sure where, where, if I really wanted to continue with this. And then uh, when I was, then I met my husband and we got married and he went to school and then we were trying to sort of figure out how we're going to pay for things. And so I thought, well, I, I'll take on a few students. And that sort of reignited my love for teaching. And kept, I kept going with it. I built, I started off with my first year of teaching. I had five students. And uh, by my second year, I think I had like 20 and then it just kept growing. And then um, that was when we were living in British Columbia. Sorry, excuse my husband. <laughs> it's okay. Living in, in British Columbia. And then uh, he got a job offer for Northern Canada in Fort McMurray, which is where we live now. He's a massage therapist. And so he, uh, we decided to, to make the move and very, very different because where I grew up in Vancouver, it's very temperate and uh, it's very like lots of sun. You don't really get winter. And then we moved to Fort McMurray where like it's end of April and it snowed yesterday. Not yep. a lot, but it snowed yesterday. So I'm a little bit bitter about that, but it's very different when I grew up in. And so when I moved, we moved here, I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna teach. Our young, our oldest was 10 months. I was like, I'm not gonna teach. I'm gonna be a stay at home mom. I'm gonna do all these things. And my husband was like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, we'll see how long that lasts. And I lasted two weeks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I lasted two weeks. I was, I was going sort of crazy, but also um, where we live, there's not a lot of music teachers. It's not a lot of people. You don't come to a Northern community oil town to teach music, right? Um, it's just not what people do. Shocking. Um, and so my husband started telling his clients and I was like, don't tell people I teach. Like, I'm not going to teach. And he was like, Oh, I'll just like mention it. And then, yeah, within, within two weeks I had, I had a full studio. So yeah. it was, it was really great. So I started teaching again and, and I, I genuinely love it. But now this time around, because it was kind of a new location, I wanted to sort of redefine myself as a teacher and I wanted to make it more of a focused business, not a, I'm putting my husband through school, not a, let's figure out our next step in life. It was a, no, this is what I'm doing for my career. Um, and so I started focusing more on doing things like researching different methods, researching different styles, researching uh, more games, different philosophies for teaching. And as I built it, it you know, I quite loved it. And then uh, I was contacted one day by a lady who I taught her kids in Fort McMurray, I taught her kids, but then they'd stopped taking lessons. So I hadn't really heard from her in a year. And she said, hey, I have this business opportunity if you're interested. And I was like, what sort of business opportunity? 
And so she said, well, I am looking at opening a daycare in, in Fort McMurray. We're, we're a very um, shift work community because we're an oil, oil community. So a lot of people go on to site for shift work and just different things like that. And she said, I'm looking to make an innovative daycare facility to accommodate this um, and the, this uniqueness of our community. And I was wondering if you'd like to come in and, and uh, when I get my facility opened, to do music programs like music classes just general music classes but also have an in-house music studio and I was like oh yeah I could totally do that like but I cannot do that myself like there's no way in heck I can do that myself and I knew all the teachers in town and I thought they're all super busy they're not gonna need they're not gonna need to come work for me because they've all got their own busy studios and so I thought well what if I start training you like what my dad did for me what if I start doing this mentorship where um where I, I have them shadow me and then I help them teach. And I'd done this in Vancouver when I had my daughter because I had to take time off and I didn't want to leave any of my students high and dry. So I trained some teens there as well that I knew personally that I either taught or I knew really well. And I trained them to teach and sort of helped me through mat leave. And then they just took on any new students the studio got because I didn't want to take on new students. So I'd done it previously, but not to a more of a like long-term capacity. So I, I went to one of my students who was working on her grade eight piano in Canada, we have a program called the Royal Conservatory. There's also another program called Canadian Conservatory, and there's 10 grades that students can complete. Um, and it gets to some pretty advanced playing. And so she was working on her grade eight, and I approached her and I said, Hey, do you want to come? Have you ever considered teaching? And she was like, Yeah, actually, I have, but like I didn't think I could do it, or I was because she was 15 at the time. And I was like, Well, if, if you want to shadow, you need to shadow me first and train with me. And then you'll start teaching and I'll sort of sit in on lessons and teach you and coach you. And then you'll be good to teach on your own. And so, okay, that worked out great. And then, um, then this past September, we started getting really big. We started getting lots of calls and, and I was getting super stressed out. Actually, this was August. I was getting super stressed out. Um, and I was, it was bad. I was pregnant with our third. Um, I was incredibly anxious, incredibly just not a pleasant person to be around. My poor husband had to put up with a lot of crap from me. Um, and I, cause I couldn't handle it. I was getting all these inquiries about lessons. We had group classes that I, I launched. I created a class, a program for group piano and group guitar. And so I'd launched the advertisement for it and getting everything ready. And there's so many inquiries and, and things to do and I couldn't do it. And I was just crumbling. And I remember sitting and talking to my sister one day and, uh, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm contemplating hiring a um, assistant, but I feel like a failure for hiring assistant because how can I not do this? I'm running a business. And I was just overthinking it and panicking. And I've never felt this anxious in my life. I felt sick to my stomach and it definitely wasn't pregnancy because I was past that point. I just, my single that when your stomach hurts, right? From anxiety, you just, that, that tension and that pain. And I was experiencing that all the time and I wasn't sleeping. And my sister said, Shayla, why don't you contact Erica? Now, Erica's a really good friend of mine. We've grown up, we grew up together. We joke that we're fetus buddies because our moms were pregnant together. Um, they weren't pregnant with us together at the same time, but our siblings, the next one down, they're pregnant together. Um, Erica and I are a month apart. Our siblings are like two weeks apart. And then we, after that, we're both oldest children. Like we both have very similar mentalities, um, but she's very, very organized. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> But the difference was Erica 
Uh, and I and I did ask her if I could share this. I messaged her for the and I confirmed that she was okay with this. But Erica um, dealt has always dealt with been a high stress person, and in her last year of university, she broke and just her anxiety took over, and she wasn't able to complete her degree. And of course, with anxiety and with these sorts of things, it it sometimes just starts building, and your mental health sometimes you can't control it, and that's what had happened with Erica, is that her mental health had just plummeted and of course it's this vicious cycle you try to get out of and it you can't get out of it and then you get even pulled down even further and she got to the point where she was agoraphobic she could not leave her house she pulled up inside she couldn't leave it was very difficult for her to even like go to a even to leave her house with her husband and drive to a good friend's house that she knew and trusted and she knew didn't judge her it was very difficult and oftentimes she would cancel because she just couldn't but she was super amazingly organized. She, um, you know, I'd seen her work as a secretary to volunteer capacity for a woman's organization. And she had just been amazing because she could do it from home. She didn't have to leave. She could email. She didn't have to go out and do anything. She didn't have to talk to people. And so when Bridget suggested Erica, I was like, yeah, you know, Erica could keep all my stuff in order and tell me who's registered for what and be good to go. And so I called her up, but meanwhile, what I didn't realize at the same time was that literally the same day she was talking to her mom and they were having this cry fest because she was like, mom, I want to go back to work. I have to go, who would hire me? Who I've got no credential, no skills. I haven't worked in four years. Her husband had been the one supporting them. She's like, who's going to hire me? Like, I don't have any skills in a workforce to prove what I can do. And then I called her up and I said, hey, I, I want to talk to you about something. And so we talked and I was like, this is what I need you to do. Like, I just need like five hours a week of you to like, just keep my life in order. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. Right. And so she was like, um, yes, this is literally an answer to my prayers. I will totally do this. And so Erica started doing this and suddenly the business just was taking off. And at the time it, when in September, I was like, oh, I can do guitar and piano. Like, why not? But I love teaching piano. That's where my passion lies. I, I absolutely adore piano. And so I was like, we were just kept getting inquiries about guitar because guitar is really hard to find a consistent teacher. And so like, not, not to say this is not a absolute, this is not a rule, but usually oftentimes I have found piano players are, we are there to like make it more of a career of it. Whereas guitar players are, this is my sidekick. Um, always I've met many guitar teachers where that's what they do and they're phenomenal guitar teachers but where we were that was becoming the thing so I thought well I need a guitar teacher and so I knew another teen uh, so at this point I had I had one of my students doing it I had another teen who was also a student in a lower piano level but she played guitar and she was quite good and I said hey do you want to come teach guitar and so we started doing the same kind of thing I sort of showed her tricks tips all this sort of stuff um, and she started teaching guitar and was booked within, I think, about a month. And so I went, oh, shoot, we need another guitar teacher. So I had another student who was just had started piano, but again, phenomenal guitar, phenomenal guitar player. She started teaching as well. And I had another one of my students who actually we'd hired on to teach cello as a just in case. But again, also phenomenal piano player. And so she started teaching pianos by this point. I now, and then I had also had a violin teacher who was in high school. So I now at this point have five. And I still do. We currently have five. We call them junior teachers who work for us. And uh, Erica started managing all of this stuff. 
and uh, I started she just kept everything in order everything she's phenomenal like I honestly could not have asked for a better assistant but I started um, realizing like this is so cool that I've hired someone who for me has all the skills I need she doesn't have any official degrees or official certifications but she naturally has every skill that I need and um so we started doing I started realizing I was like you know I want to I started uh, I want to be able to do this uh, for other people um I want to be able to to give training to people and skills to people who wouldn't normally be employable like or who maybe the world looks at and goes really you're gonna you you think you're that good why and um and so that, that's what we started working on. We, we give work to youth. We've started working on um, doing a partnership with a local high school that um, offers, it's like the, the troubled kids or the kids that maybe they struggle with school and they just need to graduate or um, for whatever reason, they 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 don't learn the same. And so it's just a struggle. And so they, they, the school, it's an alternative form of, of education. And they look for school credit for ways for kids to get new school credits. Well, if a teen works, if a youth works, they can get work experience and that's credits for school. So actually all of our junior music teachers, they work, but they also actually ha have, are able to get credits for high school to go towards their, their uh, high school graduation. They, I think at this point, one of them has the equivalence of like two or three courses under her belt in credits, just because of how much she's teaching type of thing. I love this because I think this is my favorite part of this story is you found an assistant who has the, her strengths might be what you might consider your weaknesses. Not that I'm yeah. saying you have weaknesses, but, <laughs> but I my weaknesses. I, have, I tell all my teachers, I always tell them, I say, guys, I'm not organized. If you have something to tell me, don't tell me, tell Erica. If somebody has paid you in cash and it needs to be deposited, fine if you hand me the cash, tell Erica so yeah. that she, if your students handed you registration form, tell Erica, good that you gave it to me so I can put it in the file folder, but tell Erica that you did it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that because I think you hit on something really important, which is there are so many business owners, especially women. We, we get this funny idea in our head that if we're not doing it all ourselves, that somehow we're either not good enough or that we're we're weak and then we're failing but women wear so many hats especially totally. women who are married and who have kids or other jobs and you know we just have so many things we have family to take care of church responsibilities like we have so many hats and responsibilities and there's no way a human being could do it all themselves it's just not possible but for some reason we get this idea in our head that we have to and that is so tragic because it's not possible it's just oh, not exactly exactly and you know that's I have to say one thing I've learned is like if you can do it get an assistant because it, li it literally changed my life I went from being up getting limited sleep because I didn't have time to sleep and was constantly and then of course you get tired and grumpy and I I had at the time as well our son was not sleeping he was 18 months and just not sleeping and was we call him a drama child because <laughs> he has big emotions is what we call him He's very big, emotions. big emotions I like that <laughs> and uh and again I was 
pregnant with with our third and just that doesn't help right because you're pregnant too you're just even more like in dealing with so just was this bad time I call it just this really dark month of everything and get, getting Erica that literally changed my life and and it, it was I could have hired an official virtual assistant you know somebody who has all the more official training but I was able to look at Erica and I knew like she has what I need and I, again, for it started off, I just need you to just keep track of who's paid and who hasn't paid and who's paid there, who's registered, who's not. And then as it went on, it morphed into so much more and she became more, has become more of a business partner with me. And she handles now all of the administrative side of things. And we joke because she says, I hate people. I hate kids. Not she doesn't, she doesn't hate kids. Just her, I know, anxiety can do that. <laughs> She doesn't love working with kids. That's not her. No, I love working with kids. People will say, oh, three, four, five-year-olds are so hard. And I go, no way. They're so fun. I love working with them. And then youth as well. I love working with like teens. They're so much fun to work with. Um, and she's just like, uh, what? Like, what are you doing? But I go emails and organizing and who's paid, contacting people to remind them to pay, like, like makes me sick to my stomach. Whereas she's like, pay up, <laughs> you, have, yeah, you know, come on. And, and that does not cause her anxiety at all. So it's quite funny how what stresses the one us out, the other one is just like, oh, I got this. But it uh, is, it changed my life because we can't do it all. We can't like, and we do, we try to, we, we, we think that, well, if I, I chose to do this, I have to do it all. No, we don't. <laughs> right. We really don't. It's okay to hire help. It's okay to um have someone clean your house that is something that I have zero regrets is having someone clean my house because that I could do it but I just don't have time yeah right yeah and you show up then as like you said you're passionate about about you know teaching piano and working with youth that's where your passion is and when you get time to work on your passion you show up as a better mother, you show up as a better wife, you show up more filled and more excited and you can give more and do more. Um, and, and that is really important. It's not, it doesn't matter who cleans your house if it gets done. It doesn't matter, you know, all these things like that. And somebody might be listening to this who isn't running a business and doesn't have little kids, but the advice still applies. If, yep. you know, we have too many things on our plate, we need to find a way to get some help. Yep. Um, and it might be hiring a, a, an assistant or a clean house cleaner or a whatever. It might be asking just even a mom or a sister or a friend. It doesn't have to be always a, a paying gig, but asking is sometimes really hard to do. Um, besides the fact that we think we're weak if we ask for help, but that takes vulnerability, it takes courage, because what if they say no, or what if they judge us, and then our anxiety gets going again from sometimes we overthink that. So I love that you, number one, broke through that and just said, no, I need some help. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make this happen. And the way for me to be successful is to find someone who has strengths that I don't. I absolutely love that. But the second part of this that's equally important is I love how you look at kids who may not fit the mold perfectly. Maybe you've got some troubled teens there, like you said, or maybe some squirrely kids that can't sit still very long and practice as long as maybe they should. Or, um, or your assistant, you know, maybe you've got someone with anxiety or depression. And for some reason, you see them all through a lens of they're perfect just the way they are. 
and not everybody has that gift. That is truly a gift that I think is so beautiful because people who have anxiety, they already think they're not good enough or that like your assistant said, I can't be hired. I don't have the skills. I didn't finish my degree. And so then they think they're not valuable or not worthy or not deserving. And you have this lens that you see them all as worthy and deserving and valuable. Yeah. That is a gift. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I have a brother with who struggled with mental health issues and, uh, my mom's always been like, my mom had postpartum depression with, I think three of us, three of the five of us. And she was always very open about it, especially with her daughters as we got married. Like I'm the only one that's married with kids of my sisters. Um, but she's always been very open about it. Like this is something to be aware of. This is something, you know, you're not a failure. You know, like, I think I know the biggest thing a woman I've noticed as women who have children, they feel like if they have depression, they got to just push through, they got to suck it up or they're a failure. And you're not like, it's your brain chemistry. You can't control your brain chemistry. You're not a bad person. If you're dealing with this, you're, you haven't failed in some way. You haven't, um, you're not less of a human being because of this. In fact, it is so prevalent. It is such a common thing, but we don't talk about it. And I've been very blessed to not deal with depression. Um, I do consider that a huge blessing because I know it's very prevalent in my genetic history of, of having this, but I, I have seen so many people deal with it. I've seen how it has made them feel like they're less or not good enough, or they, they have to apologize because of how they're feeling or because they just can't get out of bed. Sometimes you just can't get out of bed and society has made them feel like they're bad for it. Yeah. And I have to, I love when I hired Erica, I told her, look, I know the reality is of me hiring you. I know that this is, you're going to have days where you can't function. I understand that. Just let me know. And if it's not you, have your husband, let me know. And so we have that kind of, we, we already had that friendship to begin with. So we, we could be pretty blunt with each other. And sometimes her husband has messaged me and he said, she's, she can't today. It's not, it's not happening. Okay. That's totally fine. Like, yeah. unless yeah. it's, I mean, if it's absolutely urgent, I know how to do everything. So if we're getting this urgent email from a parent that has to be addressed right away, I do know how to do it. I can still deal with it. I just don't want to. Right. <laughs> right. I still, I still can do it myself. Right. And, and that's, that's not, and I knew going into it, this was what it was. And it's been a phenomenal relationship. It's been a phenomenal work relationship. And I, I, and so now we are actually working at taking on more people We're working down the road. That's our goal is to build programs, to hire people who are unemployable, who maybe are just trying to graduate high school and need some extra credits, who um, are working mom or sorry, stay at home mom who has stayed at home for the past 15 years and she wants to work to support her family, but her degree is now useless or she's got a work experience for the past 15 years, or maybe she doesn't have a degree. Like I don't have a degree. I do not knock on anyone that doesn't have an official university degree because I, I don't either. Um, I have certifications and things like that, but right, but that's, that's it. So uh, we want to be able to offer these people opportunity to work because I personally don't feel that a degree is the only reason that you should be employed. I feel that. And, and sometimes that you get a degree and realize, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't right. want to work in this field. And now all of a sudden you, you're stuck. And so there's, we want to offer that training for people. And that's what we're working on building now to expand is 
is first of all offer train um, music lessons because I I think that music everyone needs music lessons I think that's a it's great but then take the music lessons and teach more people how do, how do you, you want to teach let us train you because we want to create um, our our motto is create encourage inspire we want to create you know help people creative encourage people to to follow their dreams and their passions and inspire people to to do what they want and to find joy in life even if it's not even if you just play music on the side as a way to decompress or you go this is not for me but this is for me right so hopefully that makes sense but that's kind of where, what our vision is for for the long term right so it's a beautiful vision and it does make sense but how cool is it that you have because of this you know inspire create encourage inspire mantra that you are not just teaching the love of music which like you said people don't have to do it for a career you know i have um, a brother who is very very talented in the music um his musical abilities he doesn't do it for a career but he cannot go a day without playing the piano like that is his source of comfort and peace and healing and working and pr processing through emotions and i mean just playing music is a valuable skill even if you never share it with the world it's so valuable mm -hmm. um but as you teach this love of music and let people be inspired through music i mean can you even imagine how many bosses if they would say what you said to their people, it's like, hey, you don't have skills. You don't have an education that matches what we're looking for. And I know some days you're just not going to be able to show up. We'll take you. You're hired. Like, yes. who does that? You know, who does that? That's what makes you so absolutely unique and special is because you are giving not second or third chances. You're giving first chances to some of these people that's powerful I, I think and that's you know i i hope one day that's my my dream is one day that will be the norm it probably won't i know there's the reality is there's some jobs where you, you can't have that instability in a worker but um everyone has bad days like that's just the reality we shouldn't feel bad because our kids are sick and we have to stay home um i'm very fortunate i have a phenomenal student my all the parents that i of my students are very phenomenal and understanding and there have been times where i've been like no it's just not happening today and i had to call them up and say it's no we got to reschedule i currently have our youngest with us with me when i teach she's only three months old so i'm i, I gotta have her with me um and like the other day i was teaching online um and i was at home and usually i'm at the studio but i happen to be at home and my daughter was crying and my son decided to have a colossal meltdown just like epic proportions and my niece was was here helping because she's she's living with us right now um but she was here and she was doing a great job with him like doing wrong she's awesome but i just had to call my parent the parent that i was actually had just started the lesson and i took a minute of course when your kids are screaming you're like getting more and more <laughs> right yeah and so i just looked down on the screen and i said i am really sorry i need to reschedule and she went don't even worry about it like i totally get it probably because she could hear this lovely screaming meltdown in the background i don't know but i was just like no and it's learning when to let go as a business person as a business owner as a mom as just in general it's learning when to go you know what no 
this is not a make or break. Like if I need to take the, I even was in my mind was like, if I need to take the cut of taking off a portion of their fee next month, I will, because it's just not worth it. And I'm, I was so thankful I did that because my stress level went down and I was able to go be with my son and calm him down. And, and once he saw me, he just wanted to be with me, which was like, you do love me. <laughs> I know. You still need me. <laughs> um, and, and it was that recognition that sometimes we just have to let go and we have to just say, no, nope, I'm not dealing with this. And I learned that I have to say my mental health improved a lot. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, there have been days where I know I have a to-do list about this long and Erica even will have it down reminding me this is what you need to do in order. She'll even like bullet point it for me like this, then this, then this, then this. <laughs> she sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I can't even, I can't even tell you. If everyone had an Erica, the world would be better. Like it just would be better. Um, and I will say, okay, I have the list. I'm, this is tomorrow Shayla's problem. I'm just, I'm going to be spend tonight with my husband and we're going to watch a movie and I'm going to snuggle with my baby. And if I'm just going to, I'm not going to work. And it's very hard for me to get out of that mindset before of like constant work, everything had to be work. And then to go, no, I'm allowed to have time for myself. Yeah. I'm allowed to be with my husband and just sit down and be a vegetable. And sometimes he'll play his video game and I'll sit and crochet and watch a little show on my phone. Like sometimes that's what we we're sitting beside each other doing our own thing. And sometimes that's just all we're doing, but we're shutting off our brain and we're taking time for ourselves. And that's other thing I think anyone, everyone should do. Sometimes we just need to take a few minutes for ourselves and recognize that we need to take care of ourselves as well. We need Absolutely. to do that. So. Absolutely. I think you're a hundred percent right. And as Every human being, as you said, should do that, number one, but especially if we are some of those people that are um, what the world might see as imperfect or scratch and dented, like with anxiety or fears or, you know, whatever, we have got to take a few minutes to have some self-care every day. And I love that and you not feel bad about it. Yes. Guilt-free. Yeah. Guilt yeah. Guilt-free, shame-free, uh, all of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an extra, it's a necessity. It's a necessity. Yeah. yeah. So the letting go, what was, cause that is something like, like we were talking about earlier. Sometimes we know we need that in our head. We want to do that, but to actually have the courage and to, to like, really let go that requires for a lot of ladies a feeling of weakness or surrender not that surrender can't be a positive it's just but we sometimes think that oh my goodness if i let go everything's going to fall apart i might be a failure somebody might judge me so what was your what was the thought or the action or the belief that first time you're like okay just let it go just like i'm opening up my hands i'm letting go what what do you say to that it was definitely very gradual for me. I mean, having my sister tell me, you need to hire someone. Like yeah. my husband had, my, my husband and I had talked about it, but we had already taken leaps. So having my sister say, you need to hire someone. You, you just, just do it. That was the, I was terrified at first. Like I was absolutely terrified. And then I thought, well, okay, but you know, somebody can just make lists of stuff. That's and so I, that was what Erica, that was rich, literally all she was going to do. She was going to keep track of the Facebook page, keep track of register, like who had registered, who had not registered, um, who had paid their fees for registration fees. And that was, and then like, just sort of track who was where. And that's all she was going to do. 
And she was doing so great at that, that then I realized, oh, I'm really bad at tracking who's paid. Could you just keep an eye on that and just let me know? And uh, it sort of snuck up on me because then suddenly she was like, because now, again, now she had a job. She had a reason to do something, right? She had a reason to start researching and finding out new ways. And so then it was, oh, by the way, I found this great new program that does invoicing. I was like, oh, cool. Um, how does it work? Don't worry, I know how to do it already. If you want, I can. If, and she always said this, if you want, I can do this. Yeah. And I was invoicing. That makes this look so much more professional. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, because again, I was trying to now, instead of just making it like I'm a side teacher, like I'm just teaching for myself, I had now at this point five teachers that we had to invoice for. Um, we had the daycare. The daycare is still in the process of opening, but she's runs as a day home. So I still had have we've been doing things with, with this day home that originally started this whole thing. I I I think Kyla started me on this journey, and maybe it didn't turn out the way I expected it to, but she started me out on this journey. And so we still do music classes with this daycare, and so they have to be invoiced and all this sort of stuff. And so Erica made it all pretty and fancy. And, and then, so that's how she started doing that. And I started realizing, I think when I did that initial, I'll just give you a few things. I started realizing how much it took off of my, and gave me back my life. That since so it become more gradual. And now I'm like, Hey, Erica, can you do this? I don't want to deal with it. Hey, can you do this? And this and this please. And she's like, sure. And uh, it, it's turned into a great, give and take because again, the things I can't do as well, I can still do them, but they stress me out to yeah. no end or it have to like, okay, it's then finding the time to sit down to then sit down and do it. And my time to do this sort of administrative work is when my kids are in bed. Well, my kids are in bed are the only time my husband and I both are not doing, are, you know, both home at the same time and able to breathe. So it was taken away from my time with my husband. So it, that kind of gave me that realization of it had to be, it was gradual, it was very gradual, but I had to take that first step. I had to just take that leap of here's something I know you can do that it's not the end of the world if I don't do. Yeah, yeah. And I tested the waters and then I was like, okay, maybe you can do this as well. And then Erica, again, on the flip side, Erica was like finding all these new ways to make things better. And um, if she had a few hours here and there, to, to do stuff, she'd be like, oh, by the way, I revamped our policy letter, or I revamped this, or hey, I thought about this thing, or, um, and, and it, again, gave me that peace of mind of, okay, I can let go a little bit more, um, and then it turned into more, it has turned into more of a partnership, because we now know the ins and outs of both sides of things. I know more, I'm definitely more knowledgeable on the deal with teachers and the students' side of things, and she's better at the administrative side of things, but we still are able to touch base together. Um, but it was gradual, but I had to take that leap. Like, and it was difficult. I'm not gonna lie. It was really, really difficult to take that first leap and take that first step. But anyone who is thinking about it, I, I so strongly encourage you to take that leap. And even if it's just, I like honestly find someone who just is looking for a couple of hours of work, find a mom, find a, find like moms are like stay at home moms are crazy organized. Like they track everyone's schedules. I feel like they just naturally have the skill sets that you need um, to do to do this sort of stuff. Like hire someone like that. If you aren't sure, you just hire someone. And say I need you for like two hours a week. Yeah. And they don't have to be, you know, this five million degrees and certifications and business knowledge. They just need to have enough to help you get that stuff off your plate 
And then you can sort of refocus and focus on your big vision because that's what was happening. I was getting so bogged down with the administrative side of things. I couldn't focus on my big vision anymore. All right. I couldn't, I, I couldn't go right what I do what I wanted to do because even teaching was stressing me out now and it was making me sick to my stomach because I kept thinking of what I had to do. So yeah, I love that because when you are holding on to something so tight, like every task, every all the organization stuff, the administration stuff, the teaching stuff, the mom stuff, the husband stuff, the family stuff, the house cleaning stuff, our hands become so full with so many things and we just feel tightness and tension and bogged down and heaviness. And if you can open up just a little bit, your hands, just a little, and even just let go one or two things at a time, just nice and slowly, it leaves space then so that you can grab onto the most important things. Like you said, time with your husband, time with your babies. And ultimately, I think women forget that letting go is actually not dropping everything. It means picking up something better, getting back to your passion, getting back to the loves of your lives, the, the things that are the most important. So I love that you shared that it's also a process. You don't just surrender to it all at once. It's a little at a time. And in with my women that I work with, I always say two millimeters at a time, just two millimeters. That's all you got to do is one, two millimeter action step. And then we'll take the next one, just two millimeters yeah. at a time. And so I love the, the idea of that process and that journey. That was just one little small thing at a time. That's perfect. Totally. So if you were to give women or men, but women, especially, I think we, our audience mostly is women, but if you were to give them like one piece of advice or one thing that you'd really want them to know from your whole story, I know you've given several really good nuggets about letting go and, and, um, uh, you know, taking care of your passions and hiring an assistant, you said was a, a, another one, but is there any last thing you want to share or advice or, uh, any thoughts that you want to share with these ladies that might be like, I want to do something inspiring or I want to work towards my passion too, or I want to hire other women or, or help teens that aren't going to get a chance. What do you, what do you say to them that are like, I have an idea, but I just, I don't know. I don't have the degree. I don't have the credentials. I don't know if I'm good enough. I have anxiety. I have this situation and, and they're just not sure. I, well, like I said, everyone needs an Erica. That definitely is a game changer. Get me. an Erica. <laughs> Can I get her number today? <laughs> um, I think, honestly, the biggest thing is just go for it. Like, I know that's so cliche, right? Like, that's just, it's something, but ultimately, you need to just go for it. And I was very, I'm very fortunate. I have a husband who's incredibly supportive. And I say, hey, I have this idea. And he says, okay, just make time for me. Like, go for it. But sometimes we do just need to just go for it. And sometimes we will fail horribly and it will be a colossal fail when not go how I wanted it to go but that's okay that's part of the learning experience I I have had failures I have I've had ideas that have not worked out at all and I've gone okay we're not going to do that let's try this it's part of the process and again you're not a failure for it um we we get in our heads though and we doubt ourselves and then we have this idea that we never go for and just go for it like, unless it's going to like cause you severe major financial strain with thousands and millions of dollars of debt, that's if it's not going to, if it's like, I got to pay a couple hundred dollars up front and then I can start living my dream or I'm just going to take the sleep and put myself out there, go for it. You never know what kind of bites you're going to get. You never know what could come of it. Right. And so 
the worst that can happen is you're going to fail. That's what my mom always, used to always tell us whenever we'd have like a worry about something. What if I do this? My mom would always say, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. yeah. Well, this and this and this mom would go, okay. So how will you deal with that? If the worst thing happens, I would be like, oh, well, I guess I do this and this and this. And my mom would go, okay. So now you know what's going to happen. If the worst case scenario happens. Yeah. For it. You're still okay. Yeah. Go You're still okay. You still already have a game plan for if worst case scenario happens. You've got a game plan. Go for it. Yeah. So that, that's what I can say is go for it. You know, we, we get in our heads, we doubt ourselves and, and, and that's normal. And that doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you a failure, but we do. And then we, we don't, we get afraid to take that leap. So just go for it. Go for it. I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So last you have, uh, you may have somebody who's listening to this podcast. You'd be like, I really like to talk to her, or I want to do a music studio, or I'm trying to do that something like this, or, or maybe they're like, I just need music lessons. <laughs> yeah, how would be the best way for people, um, to get a hold of you? What do you have to offer? What, what, if they really wanted to just ask you a question, is that okay? And where can they do that? Oh, totally. Yeah. So we do offer online lessons. I can't say that we've got students across Canada who do online lessons with us, um, with some of our teachers, but you can contact us through our website, discoverykeysmusic.com, um, or be good as well. If you're trying to reach us, reach out to us is our email, our administration email, which is admin. So a-D-M-I-N <laughs> at discoverykeysmusic.com. Those are two ways that you can uh, reach out to us. And yeah, we love hearing from, from new people. And uh, like I said, Erica is really good at keeping track of who emails us and who <laughs> she can get you in contact with me and things like that. But that's, those are probably the two best ways to get a hold of us um, and sort of see what we're about as well. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Yes. So if anybody does need virtual music lessons or happens to be in their area, yeah, definitely yeah. reach out to Erica. <laughs> She'll get yeah. a hold of Shayla. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So we'll make sure in our episode notes to have that website and email for you guys, just in case if you need it from there as well. So Miss Shayla, you are amazing. Like I said, I have been inspired by you the last few weeks. I keep thinking about what can I do more in my business to like, I work with clients all the time to help them with their anxiety or grow their businesses, you know, and different things like that. And I keep thinking after I talk to you, but I could do more, I could do something more. I could teach women something to help. I could give somebody a chance to learn a skill or get some education or experience, not education, but an experience or an opportunity or growth. And I don't have my answer yet. But I do know that you have inspired me to look at that direction and how can I give somebody a first chance or a second chance or whatever chance they need. But that too, you have been totally an inspiration to me. So I know you'll be an inspiration to someone else as well. So I just really appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us, sharing your story and your passion and your vision because it is truly beautiful and truly rare. So many people are just in it for... I want to teach music and I want to earn money, which are both great, but yeah, there's oh, totally. so much more. There's, there could be so much more and you've discovered that. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Yeah, of course, of course. No, it was good. I'm glad I got to, glad I got to come on. It was, it was good. It was fun. It was fun. So thank you. And to our listeners, as always, I want to wish you guys an anxiety free and a gratitude filled day. Take care. Bye now.